this is the Alchemized Life Podcast. I'm your host, Ava Johanna, and I am so grateful to have you here joining me for yet another soul expansive conversation. My intention with every episode is to show you through storytelling and in-depth conversations that you, yes, you are capable of creating anything you desire. Alongside yours truly, you'll hear from thought leaders and industry voices, and together we will teach you how to come alive in your authentic expression and remember the infinite power of your soul. We're covering topics like wealth, worthiness, the pursuit of your passions, and you'll be inspired to break all the rules of living an ordinary life. You were truly put on this planet to have it all. The thriving spiritual practice, the steamy relationship, the income, and the impact. So together, let's align with our divine selves and alchemize your life. Hello, hello, everyone. You might hear a little nasal knee, nasal knee, nasally, <laughs> nasally sound in my voice. I randomly got sick yesterday, and I really believe that this is one of those physical purges just based on all of the different energetic and emotional work that I've been doing over this past week. And this is like the last piece of my body being upgraded to this new reality. And I actually think it relates perfectly to today's episode with Sarah Alora. Her Instagram is at the Alora Empress. I adore her. <laughs> I it's almost like I don't know what to say about this episode or about this woman because there are just so many one so many amazing nuggets in this conversation that I really truly believe are going to be so supportive for so many of you listening I'm honored that this is one of our final episodes that we have for the alchemized life and not only that Sarah as a human being as to me like a soul sister and as a mentor to the individuals that she supports and serves through her work she's just she's one of a kind and so I had to have her on because we were in a mastermind together and we just connected immediately and it was just a a gift to be in a shared space with her to see her heart to see how she really lives through this lens of magic and miracles and how despite having experienced so many problems with her health and near-death experiences, she still has such a beautiful heart and radiance to her and can have the conversation that you all are going to hear today. And so I'm not surprised that my physical body is feeling a little iffy right now as I am recording this because we talk a lot about how Sarah navigated her physical health and being bedridden for, gosh, I want to say months and how she was able to bounce back from that and her journey of healing and where she is now. Before we dive into the episode... As a reminder, we are opening the doors to the Academy of Breath for our final cohort of 2023. It starts October 5th, and right now you can get $200 off of your enrollment by following the early bird sign-up link that is linked inside of the show notes. If y'all have any questions at all, once you sign up, my team reaches out to introduce themselves. We really, really, really value 
developing relationships with everybody that goes through this program. And so if you've been thinking about learning breathwork, meditation, becoming a certified instructor, and really taking your work to the next level by using these practices that are truly revolutionary for the body, for the heart, for the mind, then definitely check us out via the link in the show notes. You can also just go to academyofbreath.org because we've always got stuff going on there, but would definitely love to get you inside this next round of AOB that starts on October 5th. So I feel like we should just dive into this episode because there's so much that I could say about it. And I'd prefer you just hear from the beautiful Sarah herself. As I mentioned already, everything is linked in the show notes. Make sure you go and give Sarah a follow. Her Instagram is at the Alora Empress, E-L-O-R-A, Empress, E-M-P-R-E-S-S. And I mean, the moment that you land on her Instagram, you're going to be like, oh, yeah, this makes sense. <laughs> She's just so beautiful, has this energy radiating from her. And I'm just so grateful that we get to share this conversation with y'all. So without further ado, let's welcome Sarah to The Alchemized Life. Mm, well, Sarah, thank you so much for joining me on the Alchemized Life podcast. Before I even let you say a word, I just have a reflection because I need to set the stage and set a tone for everybody that's listening. So, Sarah, I had seen you in the interwebs on Instagram many times before you entered Steph's world and the mastermind. And yet, once you entered the mastermind, there was just this like opening that happened from your energy in the container itself, but also within me. And, you know, I, I want to thank you because you coming into the mastermind reminded me of the magic of leading from your heart, the magic of connecting to something greater and really trusting within that something greater trusting within yourself it's like something that I know and I've experienced and had practice of but I think for many people it's like we find it we remember and then we lose our way over these past several months I don't even think you've known this but you've been an anchor for me into magic and so I'm so excited to have you here to have a conversation with you and to share your magic with everybody so thank you so much for being here Thank you, my sweet, sweet friend. I just love you so much, Ava. And I'm I'm honored to be here and I'm honored to just be able to speak to your community and, and share that light and hopefully be of service to them, but also just to be in the room with you, to be of service to you, to know that like any part of my beingness was helpful. It just it means so much to me to hear that. And it's so true that we we do lose our way and we forget how bright our light really is. And so to hear it reflected back that my light was able to impact you, it just, it, it means a lot because I definitely had lost my light. And so seeing it impact people in a beautiful way, it's very fulfilling. So thank mm. you. Yeah. And it's kind of like a reminder too, that it's actually not that far away. Then, then sometimes we make it out to be. And I know sometimes I catch myself. And in the past, like there were moments where I was like, gosh, I wish I could just get back to that version of myself. I wish that I could find her again. And mm -hmm. there was almost this like idea or this story that I had that she was really far away and that she was really distant, but it was just like little micro adjustments that I had mm -hmm. to make to find her again. Yeah. And I think that that 
is something that's so special about this path that we're all walking down is that even if you do lose your way, like it's a single moment, a single choice, a single decision that we make again and again and again, that allows us to tap back into it almost instantaneously. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I, I love that you said micro because that's something I speak on pretty frequently is that it's just the micro daily habits and it is the remembering of self, right? It's the coming home to who you really are. And she's not that far away. She's very, very close. And also it's that one second of courage to get back to her is all we need. And exactly as you put it, we are choosing through these really small, almost insignificant moments of our day and of our life to come home to ourselves, to relight that spark, to do whatever it is that we need to do to find that inner self or higher self if you go upwards. I think especially in the world where it's so busy and yes, we're working on the, a lot of us that are in this work, we know to slow down. But I think in the world where it's like hustle and bustle and just big achievements and big goals, we forget that we really just need to slow down and listen and breathe. You know, that those micro breaths, that micro moment, like that's how we come home to self. So well said. I'm like, all right, we don't even have to say anything more. That's it. <laughs> that's the <laughs> that's, message. That's right. So I actually, I want to backtrack a little bit because I'm so interested in like your origin story and how you got into mentorship, spiritual coaching, business coaching, you know, working with different healers and light workers and helping individuals to get their gifts out to the world in a bigger way. Like where, where did this, this inspiration come from? Where did, where did you come from? Where are you? Cause you're not from this planet. I already know that. I'm, I'm really not. <laughs> <laughs> I have a hard time doing human things. Um, so yeah, we're all star seeds, right? <laughs> but no, my origin story is really rooted in unfortunately a lot of trauma, um, which I've been just facing head on, especially the last year. And I started in the coaching world through holistic nutrition, as many of us do, and just healing, healing chronic illness, um, and holding space for women to heal their chronic illness, or whatever it was that was presenting. For me, it started with PCOS, and then naturally being able to have children without any sort of heavy medical intervention because I rooted myself in organic living and in holistic nutrition. So I started speaking on that. And that, of course, led to yoga and meditation and Reiki, and then just opened up a whole big, beautiful world with like Wim Hof and Tony Robbins. And it's just, I just fell in love with the work over and over and over again. Um, in 2020, as the world shut down, I got very sick. And I really fell in between a crack of, well, it's not life-threatening and there's nothing wrong with you. And getting into doctors and hospitals was obviously very hard if it wasn't COVID-related. And so I was bloating for about 12 hours a day. I would gain 10 inches around my waist. And at the end of 2020, uh, my body went septic and it was an undiagnosed obstruction even though we had all the imaging and we had all the labs, it was probably a combination of doctors not seeing it or not taking the time to diagnose, like the perfect storm of a near-death experience. 
and I had to choose between being admitted in the hospital by myself or doing treatments at home uh, where I could be cared for by my husband and my kids and just have a little bit more support. So we chose at home IV antibiotics and steroids, and I was in bed for months, unable to care for myself. Um, I went from a size four to a size 20 in the year, and I closed all my businesses. And I was really out of my body for about seven days. And for anyone that's had a near-death experience, they know like you're you get very detached from your humanness and you see things that like really other people can't even fully understand. But I left this earth and I was held by the universe and held by the stars and argued and fought to stay. And I had a moment where I thought I could just leave. Like I could just be done with human things and I would be okay. <laughs> I, I would like to be gone. And then I don't know if it was my soul or my body or both, but I heard you're not done and you've been denying yourself, like the trueness of who you are. You've been denying your gift and you have to go back because you haven't finished. And it wasn't about my business. It wasn't even about just my husband and just my kids and just my family, right? Like we hear people speak on, I have to go back for the people in my life. For me, I knew the people in my life would be okay if anything happened to me. And I didn't want to miss any moment, but I also knew whatever it is that I'm here for, and this is a global message for everyone, whatever it is that I'm here for, I haven't completed it yet. And it goes so far beyond me. It goes so far beyond my individual self, beyond my soul, beyond my humanness, the ripple impact I have, whether it's through my legacy, through my lineage, or through my work, is the reason why I'm here. And I remember arguing with whoever it was I was talking to, myself, the universe, God, source, whatever we want to call it, and being like, no, I have to go back. I don't care what I have to endure, what, I, what suffering is around the corner. I have to go back to my body. And I did suffer when I came home to my body and I lost my dad about a year later and I spent seven weeks with him in the hospital in his end of life care. And it was very unexpected. And I fought really hard every day with those micro adjustments, those micro habits to be in a protocol for healing, to overcome the sepsis. And it's still it's still choices every single day to come home to myself, to show up the way that I do. But I know that I'm just a drop in the ocean of the big universe's plan for all of humanity, for each other. But if I'm not here, then the ripples from me will never become these like big crashing waves on the shore. And so I choose, choose this, choose life, choose fighting. And I wish I'd had the message earlier in my life how bright and radiant this work is and how bright and radiant each of us are because we forget. I feel like I just need a moment to receive all of that. You know, I think that the thing that stands out to me the most is that even in that experience of meeting the moment where you stay and you fight, 
or you let go and coming back, even then there's this fork in the road of how do I move forward? How do I take this experience? Do I let it define me? Do I let it be my entire identity? Do I let it pull me down and stop me from living bigger and loving bigger and experiencing more and feeling more and and giving more? Or do I let it be the thing that propels me forward, that reminds me how small and, and, and quick this life passes us by and how every single moment there are these new opportunities to be more, create more, love more, feel more, etc. And that fork in the road oftentimes debilitate, debilitates people or they choose the easier, which is the letting go into, well, this is all that there is now. This is this is who I am. This is my identity. And I just like, I honor you for your courage and your bravery to know like there will be suffering in me choosing to come back. But what I am here for is so much bigger than that moment of suffering. And I just, I mean, I'm just in awe of you. I feel so grateful that our paths crossed and that you had this experience that, you know, so many people do have, but also so many people don't ever have and chose to let it empower you. And even despite coming back into your body and letting it empower you and then having the traumatic experience of losing your your father and having to process grief and loss still putting one foot in front of the other and still showing up like just the strength that you gain from experiences like that and the perspective shifts that come from navigating some of the hardest things that a human will ever navigate like I never wish it upon the world, but I mean, you know, because we've had conversations, um, the grief that I have experienced over this last year as well, navigating my divorce, losing Penny, you know, I'm so grateful for it because of the work that we do and like how I've been able to alchemize it, <laughs> alchemize it and like the person that I am on the other side, I'm so freaking proud of. And I'm sure that you share the same sentiment about yourself. Like without these experiences, you would not be the woman that you are today. And you wouldn't be able to hold the people that you hold in the ways that you hold them. And like in, in, in the energy that you hold them too, like it's so soft and so nurturing and so loving and just like divine mother type of energy like that is the full fullness of what I feel from you and I know that that came from your experiences yeah yeah it's it is so true that and I think I hold a little bit of a different opinion than most on suffering um having gone through so much and we spoke earlier and you, because of this beautiful container we've both been in with the mastermind, we have this inside, you know, kind of behind the curtain 
seeing into each other's lives, which I adore. And so one of the things I've really been navigating so head on since coming back is addressing my childhood trauma, because with overcoming infection or chronic illness or any sort of medical setback, one of the things you really have to address is where does the trauma live in your body? And I know you know this through the Academy of Breath and you teach this every day, is how do we regulate this nervous system so she feels safe every day? And I was doing all the right medical things, right? All the right human things to heal. And I just couldn't get past a certain point. And it was when I realized that my body's never truly felt safe since I was little. And that was the missing piece for the human side, for the overcoming side. It wasn't even necessarily, I know people view my story and they see strength and resiliency, but honestly, the biggest piece wasn't strength or courage or resiliency. It was finding safety within myself. And I think that's a piece people miss all the time. And a lot of it is some really horrible, cruel, I wouldn't wish it on anyone, childhood stuff from four to eight and then 12. Um, and then I sustained a rape in college. And you add all of those things to medical trauma, which is not feeling safe in your body and having doctors not advocate on your behalf. And you start to realize like, oh, I've never truly known safety within myself. And so how can my body heal if that trauma is stored everywhere? And I think for us to have the greatest impact in the world and choosing like this choice about coming back, choosing the ability to come back and to have an impact was also about choosing safety and about addressing the suffering and about choosing, I'm going to go through whatever it is I'm going to go through so I can evolve, so I can ascend. And I have this, I have this belief that suffering for humanity is, is really in our ascension and raising the collective frequency and raising how we alchemize and move through the universe together. And without the polarity of the suffering and the joy, we, we won't have the momentum, right, to forward propel and ascend together. And I, I would never want to go back and experience the things that I have. And also, there's gratitude for little Sarah surviving everything that she did and fighting like hell to overcome. And there's gratitude for 2020 Sarah for saying, you know what, I still need to stay. I need to be here. And there's gratitude for 2021 Sarah for saying, even though my dad, my best friend isn't here anymore, I'm going to keep going. And I know in five years, there'll be gratitude for 2023 Sarah, right? <laughs> so I think when we can reflect, it's not just the choice or the courage or the strength, but it's it's compassion and empathy for our past selves and our current selves, because we are going through suffering on some level, all of us in the day to day, just in our humanness. And it's being able to say, I love you and I accept you as you are and what you're going through. And let's continue to ascend and use this suffering for us instead of to us. Mm. 
Yes. So well said. I mean, and I love what you shared about the strength piece. And I think that sometimes, you know, if we look at like strong and resilient in our society, it can take on that very almost like toxic masculine approach of that means bypass the feeling, bypass the hurt, bypass the suffering, put on a happy face and keep moving and keep your head down. But I think the strongest people around are the ones that are able to hold space and be with the suffering and sit in the pain and let themselves go through the process of feeling it all because of the value in feeling, the wisdom in feeling. And I think that to your point with the shift in perspective around suffering, it actually allows for the suffering to be less permanent, less heavy in a way where it feels like we're kind of moving through the muck or like Mm -hmm. trying to lift our feet through quicksand and can flow through us faster if we have the ability to really allow suffering to be what it is. And I remember a couple years ago, listening to a podcast, and I forgot what it was all about. But the only piece that really stuck with me is like, it is of human nature to suffer. The reason we suffer more is because when we experience ourselves suffering, we suffer about the suffering. And that has always stuck with me. I'm like, you know what, if I'm suffering right now, I'm not going to layer on more suffering to the suffering like it's 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 insane to think that I will never suffer again and so can I just allow what is a natural part of my human experience be what it is feel it all and in the feeling of it all naturally, it's going to move through me. Naturally, I'm going to gain the wisdom. Naturally, I'm going to get to the other side. It's just if we don't feel it, if we don't let ourselves be with it, that it manifests in different Mm -hmm. ways and in in the physical body. Do you think that going back to like the, because obviously there's lots of schools of thought that all disease in the physical body stems from emotion Mm -hmm. and trauma. Do you feel Mm -hmm. like that is, has been the message for you as you've navigated this healing journey? Yeah, absolutely. Yes. (laughs) I can't say yes enough or as fully with my body, like enough. I know that the obstruction and the breakdown of my digestive tract is related to undiagnosed Lyme that I had my whole life, but just didn't know that that's what it was. And so there was the blessing of the obstruction and the sepsis led to that diagnosis, which was wonderful because now I can treat it. But I believe that all dis-ease is really trauma, emotion, frequency. We're all frequency before we're matter, being trapped in the body. And I tend to be more terrain theory than germ theory. And so for me, it made sense that the areas where I've had medical trauma are also areas where I sustained abuse. And so it's, it makes sense to me that my, like Lyme disease doesn't necessarily attack the digestive tract. It attacks the nerves. 
but for my body, it attacked the nerves in my digestive tract. And so there's like that cascade of disease and system breakdown. The obstruction and the sepsis was not the biggest thing. It was the trauma that was literally just hanging out in my body for decades and then re-traumatized through my life through other traumas done to me, but also medical traumas just sustained in living. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it's an important concept to, to speak on how the most profound work we can do with, with medical work is root cause. And everyone's like, oh, root cause is the disease that starts the cascade. And it's nine times out of 10, the thing that starts the cascade of the body breaking down is trauma and nervous system dysregulation. And so if we can address those two things, then often the root causes solve themselves because we are, as humans, this beautiful self-healing mechanism. You know, we're just this crazy powerful machine. And it's when we give our bodies exactly what she needs, she knows how to heal already. You know, we don't have to tell her what to do. We just have to step in and fully support her. And that's mirrored in the work that we do every day. We're just stepping, we're just holding the space, holding the space for our bodies, holding the space for each other. And you said something earlier that really, really touched home for me, the full spectrum of feeling, right? We want to avoid it. We want to spiritually bypass it. We want to go home, right? When I was up there, I was like, oh, I could just leave. Like, this is beautiful. I'm so tired. I don't want to go back to my humanness. But the thing that so many people forget is we said yes to this human life. We consciously chose being here. And we said yes to experiencing this full spectrum. And that includes the joy and the euphoria, but it also includes the cruelty and the suffering. And when we spiritually bypass, we are denying that we're spiritual beings having a human experience. And we're saying, oh, I just want to go back and I don't want to do this anymore. Versus saying, I accept this human experience. I accept being in my human form, my human body, my human feelings no matter what's coming around the corner, I said yes to this. I made this conscious choice. My soul said, I'm, I'm good being a spiritual being. I've done that. Now let's go play human for a minute, you know? And then it's remembering that this is finite, you know, not us. We are not finite. We're infinite. But this human time is just for a minute. <laughs> it's really fast, and we we try to get out of it so quickly and then it's over. So I think just living in that the whole point of being here is to enjoy this full spectrum as messy as it is. Like that's why we're here. Mm, yes. Even as you were talking, I was thinking about like all of the moments where I've realized I've been rushing through life, all of the moments where it's been like, I need to get to the next milestone. I'm not far enough along. And all of the moments where I've had to be like, wait a second, Ava, this is so beautiful where you're at right now. And it's so beautiful what you've created. And yes, of course there's more. And guess what? You get to have all of it too, but don't, don't, 
disconnect from the present moment just because it doesn't feel or look exactly as you desire and envision inside of your mind. I also have like such big visions too that some, and I know that you resonate <laughs> that there's sometimes I'm just like, ah, I want it. And it's so funny because Matt, my, my partner, he'll, he'll be like, Ava, you realize that like the goals that you have are really, really big. Like most people don't ever let themselves dream that big. And you're like, I want that in a month. And I'm like, yes. oh, yeah, you're right. I guess it is really big. Okay. I'll give myself some grace and be appreciative and in gratitude and celebration for where I'm at right now, because, you know, and I know Steph talks about this a lot, just the idea of like being at that next level and not being grateful and not celebrating and not being like so present and anchored in my heart and just like fully alive to what I've created like that honestly is way more scary to me than not achieving the thing like I would rather not achieve the thing and be happy and be present and be celebrating where I'm at right now than get the thing and not be satiated and not be satisfied. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think that that's a part of the full spectrum is presence, right? It's mindfulness because we, I, you know, I talked about this in the mastermind, like I feel behind in my life because of time lost, because I'm so painfully aware of how short this is. And because there's that moment of watching people in my life losing them as well as knowing how much time was stolen from me in trauma and there's this mindset that goes with it of well now I have urgency and I have to move faster and I have to create faster and I feel behind the curve it's like well behind what behind someone else no behind myself uh, behind my visions behind my drive to do this work in the world but that lacks presence. It's me thinking into the future and not being here in the now and celebrating everything that's been accomplished. And like, I look at you and I think, how could you not be present in this moment? Like, look at all the beautiful things that you've accomplished and look at all this that you have created out of thin air and manifested and look at how you show up and serve the women in your community. Like, changing the face of the industry Ava truly and I have a huge problem with the coaching industry <laughs> I'm people are like you're a coach and I'm like no no, no. I don't yeah. subscribe to that yeah <laughs> don't want me in over there but I just I think like how could you not be mindful and celebrate all that you are in your magic and I think that in and of itself is a part of the human condition mm -hmm. right the constant okay, I did that. What's next? Okay. I did that. What's next? And we forget, oh, wait a second. Let me pause, breathe, ground, and just enjoy the beauty of this moment. And I mean, God, how beautiful would the world be if we all knew how to do that? <laughs> yes. I feel like that is our magic. And I feel like that's why this conversation is so special. It's because it's just a reminder because I know that everyone listening knows this already, mm -hmm. right? It's like, it's the remembering piece that we talked about at the beginning of this conversation. It's remembering that it's actually so much more simple to receive fulfillment, joy, love, connection, 
gratitude and full like full body presence in what our environment has to offer and what we've already created it's so simple and Mm -hmm. the challenge is in corralling the mind when the mind tries to tell us otherwise and I know that for me that's been the biggest thing that I mean you know because you've been in the mastermind that's been the thing that I've been working on the most this year is like really like softening the edges of my mind and Mm -hmm. you know before we hit record I was saying how you lead so like so connected to your heart and in doing so these opportunities like all of your celebrations I'm like yes go Sarah this is amazing and again it anchors me into like this is the power of leading from your heart this is the power of softening the edges of your mind and it's a process for me and I know that it will always be a process for me like my human signed up to learn how to like just like soften and kind of sculpt the edges of the brain and of the mind so that I'm not so hard on myself. And I know that so many people resonate with that as well too. Cause like you said, it's like part of the human condition is like what comes next on the list. And I don't know if you've seen Barbie yet, but oh, it's so good. There's this speech that America Ferrer gives at the end about- Oh, I did see that speech. You did see that speech. That speech, I was sitting there. I'm like, I'm not crying, you're crying. Because it was like, gosh, that feels so resonant and so true to just the giant collective illusion that- we're all under, especially women. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I just feel so grateful that somehow my path led me to being here right now, sitting with you, but like every other healing practice that I've learned, every certification that I've taken, every yoga class that I've decided to roll my mat out in, because I can't imagine where I would be had I not decided to take a step in the direction of like really creating an intimate relationship with my spirit and with my heart yeah and that is like the best gift you can give yourself you know because I have two things I want to cover real quick one we're going into the Aquarian full moon tonight which like I know people will be listening to this later but hopefully they'll be able to look back and go oh August 1st where was I what I was doing and how did I feel and the Aquarian full moon is all about us navigating our relationship with self but also letting go of societal expectations and how are we showing up inauthentic in our life because Aquarius is for the collective Aquarius is the humanitarian And so this is all about how are we living inauthentically and addressing that, but inside societal norms, societal pressure or labels that have been put on us, what have we adopted that isn't of self? And then the opportunity to release anything that wasn't of ourselves, our trueness, and say like, oh no, that's society, or that's a part of the collective, but that's not a part of me. And that's not the relationship I want to have with myself. Um, And it's not how I want to show up in the world to do everything. So as you were talking about that, I was just like, so the timing is so divine. Yeah. (laughs) The timing is so divine. 100%. I love that. I know. It's just so good. And I think on the piece of leading with your heart and softening the mind, it's this beauty of 
our ego is here to serve us, right? Everybody wants to vilify the ego and say like, oh, the mind is bad and the ego is this horrible being that's a part of us and we must kill it. And it's like, no, the ego really is here to keep us safe. And of course, like toxic society and toxic beliefs and patterns and things that become a part of our ego can hurt our spirit and can hurt our soul's purpose. But the the leading with heart is really about knowing yourself and the softening of the mind is not about transcending it but it's about making it our partner and saying hey friend i know that what you've been through gives you this pattern and this neuro pathway to protect me but i'm safe and i don't need that and i'm going to let my heart and my soul lead me and i think that in the newness of spirituality and coming into an evolutionary journey with self, so many people, they want to kill the ego and just like, oh, I don't need it or say I'm above it. And it's the real magic is in exactly what you're talking about, which isn't my mind is bad. It's just rough around the edges. So let me learn how to soften and let me learn how to partner. So that way my heart can lead and my mind can help guide me whether it's naivety or just human things, right? Like I got to go to the bank, let the mind and the ego serve us there, right? But I have this really strong foundational belief that came out of my near-death experience. And I feel like people that have been through similar paths will, will hold this sacred too. And it's that when we show up fully with our heart, and in full transparency, we don't create burnout for ourselves because we aren't having to fake it. Mm-hmm. We're just us. And so our capacity and our energy and our humanness and our soul get to be more free and more open and have more energy and be able to do more because we aren't having to pretend and our energy isn't being wasted. And there's something about leading with this really big love that feels almost like a revolution (laughs) against society. It feels like a revolution against everything we're taught as girls, especially like, oh, you have to look perfect. You have to be all of these things, go home, cook dinner, be a wife, be a mother. That's all that you're here for. But when we lead with this really big, authentic, vulnerable love, and we don't harden our love to the world, we have the ability to heal. And I feel like as women, not only are we here as the creators of life, and that doesn't just mean human life birthing out into the world, that means life. That means we as women, we hold sacred this light out in the world, and we get to create businesses, we get to create life with each other, we get to create light. When we harden our hearts, we stop that. Or when we put stones in our bowl of light, we dim our ability to just push our frequency out from our solar plexus, from our womb, from our heart. And I believe that love is a service. I believe that love is being in service and in action to each other. And when we are in service to each other, we're in service to all of humanity. But all of that starts with coming home to self 
all of it starts with doing the work and healing our hearts, our whole, our whole self, our souls. And we have this beautiful ability to show up and serve with this big, vulnerable, crazy, authentic love for the purpose of serving each other. And I think when we come from scarcity or fear that we're going to be hurt or that it's not enough or that we're not enough, that's when we close off and we protect our hearts because we don't want to feel any more suffering. And that just goes back to the full spectrum of our human experience. And for me, if I show up and I love in service and I love fully and honestly and vulnerably and I get crushed and stomped on, it's okay. Like I, I will feel that suffering for the opportunity to love, mm. for the opportunity to serve. I love this conversation so much. I was going to share and I was going to ask you because I feel like everything that you're sharing, I'm like, yes, yes, yes. But what if my heart breaks? But what if it doesn't work out? What if, you know, I put every ounce of myself and my heart on the line and it's quote unquote, not enough. And I think that that's like the scariest piece. Like that is what stops us. That's why we put on masks to please the people in our lives, to come off as attractive to the person that we're dating or to appease the people that come upon our page on Instagram or online. It's that feeling of the heart, our hearts, not being enough or not being seen in accuracy. And I think that's been a piece that in the past has definitely held me back. And I think that navigating my divorce and starting to put myself out there in the world and noticing how I would show up dating versus prior to meeting my ex I mean, it was just like a complete 180 where the girl that I was, and granted, you know, when I met Corey, I was 22 years old. And so the people that I dated before him, I was 21 years old. I had a lot of trauma of, of my own from, from my teenage years and my early 20s. And so, so much of how I held myself was through the lens of how do I fit into what I think this person expects of me and desires of me versus how do I just be me and it'll work out or it won't work out. And I placed a lot of safety in other people. I didn't trust myself to keep myself safe. And I felt like I was outrunning my unsafe past until I found somebody else that I could say, okay, this is my safety. This is my home versus the work that I've really been doing, which is I am my home. And, mm -hmm. you know, seeing that version of myself and how she specifically in relationships showed up versus then on the other side of, of um, my separation, navigating dating, I am so proud of myself because I can see how much growth has happened and how, yes, there have obviously been times where like the pattern is like, oh, how can I people please? But noticing myself about to be in that pattern and checking back in and saying, wait a second, 
We don't want this person if they don't love us for exactly as we are. We don't want to dilute our light. We don't want to feel smaller, like be all of you and Mm -hmm. see, like, take it or leave it. At least you'll know now instead of be in something for years and feel like years go by and you feel like you're trying to like break out of this box that I inevitably would have put myself in. And so I, I have to celebrate myself for that. And I think that it's such a, it's such a testament to why it's worthwhile to do the scary, vulnerable thing in, in sharing your heart, even if it's something that you're not used to, which I feel like for most of us, we're not used to it. Yeah. Yeah, we're not. And I think it's so beautiful how you're navigating the way that you have come home to you and saying, this is me. This is all of me. This is my heart. And you know what? If I get trampled on a little bit, that's okay. Because I'd rather know that now than 10 years down the road. And I think when we start to explore our patterns, because when we do a pattern in one thing, we do it in everything, right? Mm -hmm. When we start to explore our patterns and why do we seek attachment from certain people? And, you know, why do we gravitate to expressing ourselves in a certain way? And, you know, like, why do we, why do we even change how we show up in the world based on the room that we enter? Right. It's like, well, are you Ava when you enter the room with, you know, multimillionaires? Yeah, of course. Well, are you the same Ava when you enter the room and it's all single men? Right. And so then it's, it becomes a conversation of like, well, do I really know who I am? Mm. You know, why do I feel the need to be a chameleon? And so much of that goes back to societal programming as women is, you know, well, our job here is to make everyone feel comfortable. (laughs) And it's like, no, I, I don't need to be a chameleon because I don't want to be burnt out. I don't want to pretend. I don't want to show up differently for every single room that I enter. I want to show up as myself. And I remember in my conversation with myself in the universe, when I was out of my body, I had no desire to come back and do more of the organic work. I had no desire to come back and just focus on holistic healing. There was a very clear, that's not why you're here. That's great. Good job. But that's not why you're here. And it really started this trickling impact of me discovering why I was doing the things in my life I was doing and the patterns and not really truly knowing myself. And there's a sobering level of honesty that comes when we start to unpack our patterns and unpack why we are the way we are. And you took that ownership and empowerment and you deserve to celebrate it because it's hard work to say, let me examine who am I without this person? Who am I beyond this marriage? Who am I beyond this business? For me, it was who am I beyond my businesses, my husband, my children, what, what am I? Because it's not what we do. It's not even what we believe. It's the core of who we are. And it's, again, this becoming, this coming home, this self-compassion and acceptance and being so incredibly honest with ourselves of what that is. Because how can we ever love ourselves 
or love the world if we don't know who we are yes the sobering honesty (laughs) yeah Uh uh-huh oh yeah oh yeah I mean it's been so interesting to get that honest with myself and I'm sure you have the same answer because I think that whenever I ask anybody this of like how do you know yourself it's always like space and and like going inward and so unfortunately for everybody listening I don't know how much the answer I'll give you space to answer that but I don't know how much the answer is going to change from what we've heard a thousand times before that like the way to know is to create the space to hear and to listen because I know that for me in creating the space it's not just listening it's also reconciling with shame or guilt or anger or confusion or grief that arises when you listen when you fully hear and sometimes i think that's where people stop it's cuz it's so much again full circle of this conversation so much to hold those heavier frequencies and those things that society has labeled us to believe are bad and not clean like dirty things to feel about ourselves and and they're not dirty at all they're not dirty at all and there's freedom on the other side so I do want to ask you like the journey of knowing am I spot on are there other pieces that have really supported you that listeners would be able to do you are spot on with it being space and something I'm writing on right now is sacred femininity, sacred masculinity, but sacred allyship. And the common theme throughout all three, because everyone's like, well, what is, what are those things, right? Well, there's so many people on the internet already teaching what they are, but what no one is talking about is to step fully into the sacred femme or sacred mask or sacred allyship for others. We have to have done the work of holding space for ourselves. We have to have done the work of being quiet and listening and coming home to self and really being honest with who we are. And then once you figure out, well, who am I? Are you willing to accept that? Are you willing to accept that person, that soul, that you-ness? And I think it is creating space for yourself to learn who you are, but it's also being quiet enough and loving enough with you to accept you when you find yourself. And I think there are many people miss that second piece. And then in regards to the dirtiness of the full spectrum of emotion or the full spectrum of human experience, especially as women, we're taught sexuality is this horrible thing for us to have or feel or experience. It's like, well, the whole life is here because of sexuality. Life is here because we're sensual beings. Life is here because we have a full spectrum of euphoria. And shame is also here. Guilt is also here. Confusion, suffering, anger, frustration. Those emotions are also here to teach us and guide us and show us the way home. And so instead of pushing them off or bypassing them or calling them dirty, it's it's bringing them into the fold with us and letting them be a part of all of our identity and not rejecting them, but saying, oh, hi, how are you, friend? Just like the ego, it's good to have you here. What are you here to teach me? 
Mm. Yes. Is this part of the work that you do with your clients? Will you share? Yeah. Like, you don't have to share exactly what you're, what you're talking about with your clients, but I'm so sure. curious because you're working with really high level people. You're working with people that have really big visions that are doing big things that are busy individuals. And I mean, you offer these beautiful luxury retreat experiences, high touch mentorship. What is the, the anchor point in your conversations and the work that you're doing with your clients who, you know, from the outside have everything figured out, but are still in these spaces, desiring mentorship and desiring the support and the wisdom that you offer. Yeah, no, and, and thank you for asking because it's, it is such sacred work, right? It is such a special conversation and a special experience to hold these people that they hold tens of thousands of people. And I think what it really came down to for me was how do I impact the world? And sometimes impacting the world is us individually taking care of and holding tens of thousands of people. But sometimes it's realizing we there's a healer and who is healing the healer mm. and how are they being held? And so for me, I knew that I had gone through this really profound experience for something, something bigger and for a bigger impact. And I knew to be able to reach all of the people I needed to reach and to be able to shape the world and collective consciousness in this way. I needed to look at the people that weren't being healed themselves, that had everything that the world said, this is what you're supposed to have. They're living multiple seven-figure lives, but they've built golden handcuffs or a gilded cage. And there's a loss of self so often when we support others. And especially in the world of healing and in the world of light work, we don't always accept or even acknowledge that every single person we touch and impact, we're having an energetic exchange with. And that isn't always positive. And it, sometimes it dims our light and we put a stone in our pocket or in our backpack or in our bowl. And it's this acknowledgement that it doesn't matter where you are in the world or what you're doing or, or how big you've gotten you yourself need to be cared for and probably cared for in a different way and cared for in a way that requires big, beautiful, vulnerable, scary love. And much of my work with the common theme for everyone I'm working with is it doesn't matter the level of success that they're experiencing or how many people they're holding. There is forgetting that they are the magic. And so much of what we're working on is that it's not about the next business strategy. It's not about a big social media platform. It isn't even about your business itself or your clients. It's coming home to you and remembering that you're the magic of why it works. Like your light, your soul, your beingness is the reason why all of this exists. And every single person that I have worked with has forgotten that. And, and I, I think I know that we're all mirrors for each other and that what they're seeking in me is what they've lost in themselves, which is the light. Mm -hmm. And I say, I'm not here to save you. 
I'm not even here to give you my light. You have your own torch. You have your own candle. I'm just here for you to remember that it's there. Maybe we ignite it a little bit. We activate you. We make it bigger. We turn it into a bonfire instead of a torch. But it is intimate work. It's sacred work. It's 24-7 work. I don't really have hours <laughs> because I just believe in it so deeply. I believe in the ability to heal humanity through this work, mm-hmm. like truly at a global level. And yeah, we go on luxury retreats and I'm doing uh, VIP days in Paris and Italy next month, which I'm so, so cool. excited for. Yeah. <laughs> but I feel like that's just the surface. You know, it's like, let's go have a good time together. Let's live this big, beautiful life. But really, the work is the calls in the middle of the night. The work is the voxers that are full of tears and hyperventilating. It's getting people to ground and come home to their nervous system, regardless of what's happening in life. And it's saying, I see you. And the work that you're doing and it's heavy so let's come up with a solution so you can keep going because you're too powerful and you're too important and the work you're doing in the world matters so how do we take care of you so you can keep doing what needs to be done i adore you (laughs) i adore you too like what do i even say i I, yeah, I adore you. I love you so much. I love your heart. I feel your heart. I know that everyone Mm -hmm. listening to this can as well too. And you're so spot on. You know, I think it's so easy when we start experiencing success to get to this point where we're like, oh, I'm good. I know all the things I can hold myself. I'm clearly holding other people. Mm -hmm. I don't need that support like I needed before. But I've found that you actually need it even more like the conversations get bigger the space of other people understanding what you're navigating gets smaller and it can feel so lonely and so isolating when you are holding so much that so many people in the world around you just like don't understand and to have somebody in your corner there for you holding you while you hold the world is honestly like to me it just feels like a non-negotiable like we have to have this level of support especially if we have a big vision and a big dream for what we want to do in this world and how we want to leave our mark and create a legacy in this world and I just I think your work is so freaking important and I love that you are the behind the scenes magic of like and you're like so not even behind the scenes which is so amazing (laughs) (laughs) it's like the superpower that behind the the people that you see just like selling like best-selling books and on stages like you are the superpower behind it and you also are your own amazing superpower as well it's also so cool because I think for people that are listening that are in like mentorship space Mm -hmm. that maybe don't resonate with like being this huge massive brand it's like there's so many other ways to have an impact on millions of people where you're supporting other people 
that do have um, like million plus people reach? Like, why not be that mentor? Why not be that support and like that pillar for somebody if having a massive following on Instagram or having a massive platform doesn't necessarily resonate? Like you are such living proof that there's other ways to still have a global impact and global reach that don't necessarily go with the traditional, like you said, like the traditional coach type of structure or paradigm. Yeah. No, and it's, I think it's just, it's remembering we're all human, you know, and it's remembering we all need each other. One of the things I love about like human design and astrology and also the the way I really see the coaching industry moving, which I love, I feel like we're, we really are moving in a service oriented direction and less let me teach you what I did. And then that person does exactly what they learned. And then that person does exactly what they learned. I think what's so beautiful that's happening is that we're starting to really understand that it doesn't need to look the way any of us were taught, especially a lot of us that came up in online marketing and we came up in the coaching industry and we had an aversion to the way it was being done. And it's like, well, we have gone and we've created a new path. And we've gone and we've created a whole new industry, which isn't, I'm the healer and I'm the teacher. So listen to me because I know the best way. It's, I see that you're in a deep, dark cave and your torch has gone out. Let me light your torch for you with what I've used, with modalities that have worked for me. And it will serve you. Let me serve you. And I really do compare it to waitressing or bartending or even the hospitality industry because so much of coaching and mentorship is co-creation of a beautiful experience but it isn't I'm on a pedestal and you need to listen or I'm the professor and you're the student it really truly is I'm here to serve you so you can go on and so many people forget that part It's like, no, I chose this work, right? Like we chose to be entrepreneurs. We chose to be coaches. We chose to be mentors. We chose to be light workers. We chose not to deny our true self. And it's when we remember that part that we're really here to love each other and to be in service to one another, that that's when I think the work gets so magical. And you can create whatever path you want to, right? You don't need to have a pipeline. You don't need to have a website. You don't need to have a huge Instagram following. And in fact, I'm taking a page out of your book. And I was just talking to my team members about this earlier today, about like completely releasing this Instagram account that I've had because I've had it for more than nine years now. Wow. Yeah. And so it's time. And I think I'll use Europe to do it and just birth a new baby. (laughs) And it'll be this beautiful, brand new start and a fresh page and a fresh everything. But what I love about it is it's, I get to choose my own path of how to do this. Mm. I get to say, this is how we're going to go on. This is how we're going to move forward. I get to create and co-create with the universe, my own container for me. And I think we, as business owners, we forget we get to do that and we get to declare the rules for ourselves. Mm. Yes. So, so exciting. I can't wait to follow along on all of the Europe magic. It's going to be 
so fun to witness. I will try my best not to be jealous and I'll just live vicariously through everything that you share. (laughs) You can come along for the ride. I'll be there. (laughs) Sarah, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. This has been such a beautiful conversation. And I know that for me, it's just yet again, been a reminder of playing in the magic and letting ourselves be present in the experience that we're having and grateful for the experience that we're having and create from the experience that we're having. And I just, I'm so, 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 I'll say it again, honored to be here with you. Will you share where we can find you as of now? And that might be shifting into a new space, a new baby being born. And if anybody is interested in inquiring about how they can work with you, how can they do that? Of course. So thank you for the opportunity to share my work. It really does mean a lot to me. And before I get to the hows of working with me, I just want to express that I love that you are such a trailblazer in this world and in this work. And so much of my journey of being able to say, I'm going to do it differently, and it doesn't have to look the way that everyone else's look, is because of women like you, and because of you and yourself and your individual person, being that person showing up and saying, I'm going to do this differently. I'm going to go through this really messy experience in my life, and I'm going to show up still. I'm going to show my grief. I'm going to show my heartbreak. I'm going to show my light. I'm going to create an academy of breath to certify practitioners. (laughs) Like, it's just the work that you have done in the world. It is, when I say industry reshaping, it is incredibly impactful work, Ava. Your work is global impact. And it is reshaping our human experience as a collective. And it's nothing to just blow past. It's nothing to just say, oh, yeah, okay, great. I'm a part of what everyone else is doing. No, you're not. You are literally creating a new path forward for others to follow, being the North Star, being the lighthouse, saying, I've got you, and I'm going to create a new way for us. And I wouldn't be here sharing my story if it wasn't for women like you, if it wasn't for you creating that path. So I'm grateful for you and I'm humbled and obviously I'm very honored. I feel so small and insignificant to the work you're doing in the world. And I know that's silly, right? Because it's like we're we're both doing incredible things, but it's this giver recognizes giver and pauses and says, that's really big work. Thank you for doing what you're doing. I love you. I love you. Thank you. I I am speechless. (laughs) I don't know what to say. I'm just going to let that let that land because I I don't want to blow past that reflection at all. Thank you for seeing me. You've done all the work to be seen and to show up so brightly. So the business humanness, right? (laughs) So I, I coined the phrase, the Allura Empress, because Allura means sun ray or God's pure light. And I went through a spiritual name change for that. And I will probably still be on Instagram because it's my playground and it's just where I love to show up. Um, But people can find me as the Allura Empress on Instagram and I'll have a whole 
announcement if I do change channels, which will probably happen in the next month. And then as far as working together, it's just sarahalora.com, E-L-O-R-A. And it looks like however people want it to look. I'm a little different than the rest of the industry, and there's more information coming out on this, but I just sat down with my legal team over the last month, and we created a pay-what-you-can co-creation contract. Mm. And I believe in collaboration over competition, and I also believe strongly that our co-creation as mentors starts at the very beginning of the package. It starts at the very beginning of whatever we decide to do. And it was out of alignment for me to say, my price is my price and the people that can work with me, great. And the people who can't see you later, like it's not my personality. (laughs) And so I'm just so very excited to offer a pay what you can model. I believe that it serves everyone. And then what I do is I do revenue sharing. And so at the end of the year of working together, we look at how much you grew And then there's a percentage that's shared with me. And what this does is it lowers the monthly amount. So people can actually come in and not be overextending themselves. Because again, if I'm here to be in service of you, then I shouldn't be asking you to sacrifice your livelihood just to work with me. Mm -hmm. And this also allows me to serve people that aren't at the seven-figure mark yet, but their impact is global. And the work that they're doing is like, it hasn't quite hit that momentum yet, but it's so close. And I wanted to create a business that allowed me to serve more, but not necessarily more people, but from more depth Mm -hmm. and then have impact on people's businesses so they can grow faster. And so that's what I'm doing. People can just reach out to me with any questions. I'm an open book. Yeah, come say hi. Mm. You are shaking up this industry. You are revolutionizing this space. And, you know, just even hearing this new invitation for people to come into your world, going back through this whole conversation, what a way to enter into a relationship with such a level of safety grounded in the body. And so you are, you're truly walking the walk and I'm just, I'm so excited. I love watching everything that you do. I love that we've been able to connect. I'm so grateful for this conversation and I'm just so excited for everybody's feedback because I am just, ah, like I said, before we hit record or maybe right when we hit record, I said, I have a feeling this is going to be one of the favorite conversations. And so I'm just so, so, so grateful and so excited to release it. Me too. Thank you, Ava, for holding such beautiful space. I adore you. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to this week's episode of The Alchemized Life. As always, all of the things that we mentioned inside of the episode, you can find inside of the show notes including links to our upcoming programs like the Academy of Breath, our 12-week breathwork and meditation certification program, and Breathwork, our six-week personal practice course. 
Both of those can be found at academyofbreath.org. And if you're interested in any of my upcoming business coaching programs like Proximity, my 12-month membership, which is essentially an all-access pass into every program, every course, and hot seat community coaching calls once a month, you can find that at avajohanna.com. And finally, if you enjoyed this week's episode, it would mean the world if you share it with a friend or tag us on your social media. Make sure to tag me at I am Ava Johanna. And if you've been listening to the show every Tuesday, it would be so appreciated if you could leave a review on Apple Podcasts and give the show a follow on Spotify. I truly am so grateful for all of your support and this amazing community that we've built since 2018. And I cannot wait to see you guys next week for another show.